0: delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery, Charlie Chan. The solution of the murder of Ellen Landini at Pineview draws near. Charlie Chan has promised that before night everyone shall know who committed the double murder. Leslie Beaton has just confessed to Sheriff Don Holt that she saw Ah Singh leave the study by the balcony immediately after hearing the shot. And Inspector Chan, knowing that the confession would be forthcoming, had left the two lovers alone. And now the Honolulu detective accompanied by Cecile returns to the study to find Louis Romano standing before the fire.
1: Be pleased, if you will, Cecile. Step into study. Definitely.
2: Ah, Mr. Romano. I did not know that you were here. Ah, uh, no. As I come to study, I meet the sheriff and Mr. Beaton going down to living room. Uh, if I'm in the way, uh, what do you call true? Not I at will all, a... Mr. Romano. <laughs> Cecile? Yes, Mr. Chan?
1: On top of desk are two scots. Do
2: you recognize them? Mais we? Oui. But yes, Monsieur l'Inspecteur. Uh, one is the pink one, belonged to Miss Beaton. And the other, Cecile? The other? The other, Monsieur Chan, is the green one. The green one belonged to Landini. The one belonged to the green costume she wear the night she is killed.
1: Correct, Cecile. Be so kind, if you will, to examine the green scarf very carefully. Tell me, Cecile, what do you see?
2: Nothing, Monsieur. Not one single thing. <laughs> If monsieur will tell me what he wants, I would try to see what it is monsieur's eyes detect.
1: Nothing, Cécile, that is all.
2: Oh, monsieur, I, I do not what you say, comprenez?
1: No, Cécile, <laughs> you do not. Tell me, Cécile, is your husband Mr. Ireland in the house?
2: Uh, he is in the garage, monsieur, with monsieur Ward.
1: Tell him I wish to see him later. Thank you so much.
2: I shall tell him, monsieur Chen.
1: Well, signor Chen, how is the mystery murder progress? Sir? Rapidly, Mr. Romano? Quite rapidly. Ah, uh, uh, perhaps, yes, of course. You can help me. I had discussion, Mr. Romano, about the opera score
2: of Mikado, also Prince of Pilson. Ah, yes, yes, I know them both. Delightful. My favorite song from the Mikado, it always makes me, uh, what is the word? Oh, joyous, yes, joyous. On a tree by a river, a little tom-tit sang willow, -willow, tit-willow, (laughs) tit-willow. Yes, quite so,
1: (laughs) Mr. Romano. But it was not of the music that I had said discussion. It was on subject of binding of musical score. The Mikado, for instance... It is
2: bound in brown paper with red lettering. Oh, but no, Signora, not soul You are mistaken. Yes, Mr. Romano? Indeed, yes, Signora. The Mikado, all the opera by Gilbert and Sullivan, she is bound in light blue paper with a heavy blue printing. I know, Signora. I have them all in my library. Ah, uh, is a good detective, but he is wrong on that statement. <laughs> or is it... Uh, Yes, Mr. Romano? Or oh, is it that Signor Chen is trying a little game on me, like a test to see whether or not... Uh, uh, oh, so, it is it, uh, yes, uh, Cecilia. You ask her to pick up a scarf. Why? To see whether or not... Uh, mm, ah, Signor, <laughs> you are clever. You make a test to see... to see whether or not Louie Romano is uh, colorblind. Quiet,
1: Mr. Romano. Not one word. Yes, I admit, you have discovered reason for my questioning. Happy to say that you are no longer suspect. But please, not a word to anyone. Oh, you
2: cannot trust to uh, Louis Romano. I know nothing. I am a uh, very discreet. Ah, so it is uh, there the secret lies. Eh? Please, Mister Romano.
1: Someone may come to study. In fact, yes, I hear voices. Come in, please. <laughs> Mr. Ward, Mr. Ireland, Miss Beaton, and Sheriff, (laughs) come in, please. Inspector, I require
3: a few things from Reno. Would it be possible for Ireland to take Cecile over there to get them for me?
1: Certainly, Mr. Ward. Makes me feel very officious that you should ask
3: me. Not at all, Mr. Chan. (laughs) Naturally, I do not expect to be treated differently than the others. Uh, They will be back here before dinner.
1: Sure we will. Be back here before three o'clock. Before you go, Mr. Ireland... Does this look like scarf Madame Landini was waving from balcony that fateful night? I couldn't tell, Mr. Chan. At
4: that distance, I couldn't tell the difference between that green scarf and that pink one. Besides, I had my goggles, you know, and they give everything a sort of brownish tinge when it's as dark as it was at that time. Quite right, so, Mr. Ireland. <laughs> it's really foolish of me to ask. Well, if there isn't anything else, I'll get along and get these things for Mr. Ward.
1: Certainly, Mr. Mr. Ireland. Nothing else at all.
3: If you don't need me, Mr. Chan, I'll see them off and give my final instructions.
1: Quite so, Mr. Ward. Nothing that I desire of you at this moment. Oh, hello, John. Coming into the study. Uh, Just bringing old Sam up to see Chan. Honored, Mr. Holt, come into study. Your son and Miss Beaton are on window alcove, oblivious to everything but each other. Mr. Ryder... Can you spare a moment, please? I suppose so, Chan, provided it's important.
4: Oh, did someone say something to me?
1: <laughs> not exactly, Sheriff. <Cheryl. laughs>
4: oh, hello, Dad. Cash Shannon bring you over?
1: Yes, son. Here, sit beside
2: me, Mr. Holt.
1: Uh, thank you, Leslie. Mr. Ryder, you are engineer, mining engineer, are you not? Yes, Chan. You know that without asking. What I was going to ask was, have you ever mined gold? I thought being in California, perhaps... I've mined Gold River successfully here in California. Tell me, Mr. Ryder, how does one recognize gold? subject fascinates me. Uh, what are, shall we say, physical characteristics of
2: gold?
3: Well, its characteristic color is yellow. That yellow is, however, affected by other metals. A high percentage of silver tends to lessen the yellow color, whereas copper tends to heighten it. When the gold's finely divided, as in purple of cassius, or when, say, it's precipitated from solution, the
1: color's red, ruby red. And then in thin sheets, it has a greenish tinge, a sort of greenish light. Then much of your success depends upon recognition of very fine dividing line between colors?
3: To a certain extent. Of
1: course, these are only
3: rough suggestions. Chemical analysis is the final word.
1: Yes, quite so, Mr. Reiser. Thank you very much for information. My knowledge of chemistry and metallurgy is very, very limited. Not nearly as expansive as my knowledge of trees. Anything else you wanted? Not a thing, Mr. Ryder. Thank you so much. Mr. Ryder is certainly not colorblind, nor is Romano, for I have just tested him. Cecile has no difficulty in picking out green from pink scarf. I didn't want to say anything when we first came in. You do not have to tell us that, Sheriff. You were quite busy. <laughs> Tell me, Miss Beaton, is date for wedding arranged for as yet?
2: Why, well, how did you know? That is, what Don and I were discussing. We, uh, you see, we wondered... Yes, Miss Beaton? I suppose Don should be the one to speak of it, but uh, we wondered if you, if we held the wedding early enough, would you be the honored guest?
1: My dear Miss Beaton, Leslie, it is honor which overwhelms me to feel that I have made such friends in murder mystery that they should desire my presence at their marriage. I shall be delighted. Doggone, Inspector.
4: I'm sure glad to hear that. I I feel that I owe you such a lot for, well, for solving this case. Alas, the case is not as yet solved. But, Leslie, uh, we... As I said, I didn't want to say anything in front of the rest, but Leslie just... gone. What's the matter, Dad? I just forgot. Cash Shannon is standing downstairs waiting on you. He wants to ask something. I told him I'd tell you. I wonder what he wants. Come on, Leslie. We'll go down and see. All right, Don. In another minute, Mr. Chan, it had been too late.
1: What? What is that, Mr. Holt?
4: Leslie's been and told Dawn about seeing Arsene come out of the study onto the balcony after the shot.
1: I thought she would when I absented myself from study. And Don hadn't had time to tell you? No, Mr. Holt.
4: And until someone does tell you, you don't have
1: to know that Arsene was seen leaving by the balcony window. Technically, you are correct, Mr. Holt. I have only my guesswork upon which to base an opinion.
4: Mr. Chan, I'm... I'm 78 years old. An honorable age. A happy one, too, because I'm here among my own folks in the country I've always known. But now, just supposing I was in some foreign country, what would I want more than anything? You would wish to see
1: again your native village, to tread the self same soil wherein you will be laid to rest.
4: You're a smart man, Mr. Chan. You got me right away. Inspector, Don ain't never made you a deputy. You ain't got no real authority here. Quite so, Mr. Holt. I am but regent in authority. You ain't got no authority. You ain't under oath. And, Mr. Chan, I'm...
1: I'm blind. Thank you, Mr. Holt. I speak in broken voice for my entire race when I say... I thank you. You'll pardon me now, I know. I have little errand to perform. Of course you have.
4: And and if it should happen and I don't never meet a certain old friend of mine again, shake his hand, give him my love, and tell him I'm proud to have known
1: him. I, I... I cannot speak, Mr. Holt. Thank you so much.
0: Can it be that Inspector Chan intends helping Ah Sing to escape? And what will Don Holt, the sheriff, say to that? After you have heard from your sponsor, Charlie Chan will be with us again.
1: Well, Mr. Chan, what gem of Chinese philosophy have you for us tonight? Mr. Wilson, I have been dreading very much my final interview with the aged Ah Singh. Naturally. Many years ago, very wise emperor was told that law which he had decreed would, if applied, mean death of his only daughter. He replied, good laws are but spirits that do guide our feet to greater heights." Bad laws are specters that rise behind us in the dark to make a mock of that same duty of which we were so proud. This is a bad law.
0: Meaning, Mr. Chan, that what is called duty depends very much on the
1: point of view. Precisely, Mr. Wilson.